Hello, Brenna. Hello, Maureen. How are you today? I'm good. I have been uh, deep cleaning my room. It's actually pretty chaotic right now. Um, so I've just been going through stuff, and I've been listening to Angela Davis on Spotify because you can listen to all her speeches on Spotify. So if you're a white oh. ally of the Black Lives Matter, I highly suggest uh, listening to it. All right. So not to get it twisted at all, but y'all know where we stand if you follow our Twitter. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Duh. Duh. <laughs> that, I, it, it bears repeating, unfortunately. Um, sadly, it's an argument? Yeah, it, it, it isn't, but apparently it is. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I can't wrap my head around humanity. I feel like we can talk about this because I also wanted to bring up that this is our most, like, in the moment podcast recording we're actually recording this the oh week it's God. gonna come out we we wow we had um like a long backlog of of um recordings and like it was slowly getting closer and closer to real time and now we're actually like this is like today is this is real like june 13th and this will be out like june 17th 18th i don't remember um a date a date it'll be a wednesday though <laughs> But yes. thank you for the super positive response to our bonus episode. It was very fun to record and yeah, love seeing everyone's reactions. Such a good time. Um, anyway, how are you doing today? Fine. It's raining out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's been pretty cloudy here, but not too much. It's supposed to be dry season. It's supposed to be like dry. I guess maybe next month. Mm-hmm. I need it to be dry so all my grass can die. <laughs> Wait, okay. You were. I thought you wanted to mow your grass. I thought you got a mower. Have you just gone to the full flip over that you just want it all to die so you can replace it with a moss lawn? No, I've always wanted it to die so that I don't have to mow it. <laughs> and uh, the new mower I got because um, I, I kind of let it go for, you know, a week and now it's kind of like gotten out of hand in parts where my uh, manual non-motorized lawn mower mm. um, it just kind of bends the grass so it doesn't actually cut anything. Oh. So I got this one thing that it's really just a weed whacker, <laughs> but it comes with like a little attachment that can like mow things. Yeah. God, I don't recommend yards. <laughs> uh, have a giant woods like I do, and then you'll only be slightly tire- terrified in like the middle of the night when you hear noises. But if you are a good country woman like me, you will know that when you hear strange noises, you just go right back inside. I visited my sister last week, and she lives in the um, boonies of Wisconsin, and um, she has a lot of uh, turkeys that just, like, think they own her land, and All right. they, they, like, are huge, and they just walk around, and, but we, we were eating breakfast in the morning outside on their porch, and we heard this noise that I thought may have been a fox- but then it also kind of sounded like a turkey and we heard like the crows cawing because crows, um, their kind of role in the bird world is they like alert to danger. So that's why you hear crows. Like when you're out walking is because they're usually alerting to you, the human. Um, and we just like heard this noise and it just sounded like something was being attacked or something. And we just kind of ate our breakfast and we're like, we don't need to go and figure out what that is. <laughs> my choice but we should we okay we've been talking for a minute about important things and not so important things but we're gonna start a whole new book 
We're going to start a whole new book. Firestar's Quest? Firestar's Quest. Can I just say that sounds so much like a 90s, uh, uh, like, <laughs> uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, like when it was a video and a computer game. What are the... AMV? A- no, AFV. That's America's Funniest Home Videos. No, <laughs> FMV. FMV. Yes, an FMV. It sounds like an FMV video game. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like like um like Firestar's quest. Join the night Firestar as he and the cleric Sandstorm and the jo- jester Graystripe go on their greatest journey yet. With their foes defeated, who will they face this time? Oh, that'd be so beautiful. What if that was our new intro? I just, it's not the happy little song anymore. It's, um. All right, do it. No. I, <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't think it would work. But now that's all I want from this, uh, book. I don't want any drama. I don't want any conflama. I do want grandchildren. And by that, I mean, I guess I'm Firestar's mom now. But, <laughs> um, I, I meant, uh, wow, something maternal just Cannon. kicked in. Something really maternal kicked in. I felt that in my heart. Like, I felt like my own mother. (laughs) Firestar is the closest thing to a son I'll ever have. Endless possibilities. Um, (laughs) Well, I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangletongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? Firestar's Quest. To Mordor and back. I don't... Oh, I guess I should just shut up and let you tell me what's about to happen. I Are we going to get a prophecy? All right, well, so a little, a little info on this book, okay. um, written by Cherith Baldry. Awesome. It's one of her top three that she's written. Um, it was published August 21st, 2007. Wow. Okay, 2007. I was 12. Um, um, so it was actually published after the first book of the third series. Um, this is the first super edition. So this is the first super edition anybody's ever done. Okay. Um, so kind of... So... Kind of not, not all in order, huh? No, but it, it's, it's in order timeline-wise. So, because this happens, um, like, five months after the battle with Blood Clan. Wait, okay. So, this happened, it happens after Blood Clan, but the final book wasn't out yet? No, no. It was published, what? After the first book of the third series. Oh, okay, my, so... my, 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 my pea brain was like rattling around and my two brain cells jumped together and thought you said after you thought the... it was after the third book yeah no. i was like what okay all right so it was in 2007 at the after the after the third series was starting awesome. yeah so i will some people were worried about spoilers and i will tell you that we do get a prophecy near the end of this book at the end of this book that does have to do with series three but like how but would like, i even know 
Exactly. Not like, to, it's not going to spoil anything. I understand, the, anything, understand the, the worries, but, like, how would I even know? I don't even know what's... Well, yeah, like, I don't think... If anything, it's just going to be, like, this is what you have to look forward to. You'll forget it by the time we get there. Okay, great. I'm always yeah. that. <laughs> um, and actually, this book, I've never reread it. Oh, wow. I read it for the first time in middle school, and I hadn't read it again. Huh. Yeah, so it's, like, been a while. Okay, I know what I was doing in 2007. I probably only cared about Harry Potter. And now we don't do that anymore. We, yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes you really gotta separate the, uh, I've, yeah, yeah. I don't even, I'm not even gonna talk about Harry Potter. Um, yeah. <laughs> in 2007, though, uh, the iPhone was announced, and I still don't care. Um, no, never really did. But also the Madeline McCann case happened, so like... Oh, man. All right, want some fun trivia? Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Firestar's Quest, the physical book, can be seen in the bottom right corner in Love, Simon at the 1450 mark. Oh, my God. Wait, in Simon's room? Whose room? I, I don't know. It's at the 1450 mark. Probably... Probably Simon's room. I mean, it takes place in the school, so, like, I don't remember if there's, like, library scenes. Well, let's just imagine it is in Simon's room. No, I think it's on Simon's room on his bookshelf. Good, because that means he's a furry. I mean... No, he's a warrior, warrior cat. gay culture. Oh, it is. 100%. Yeah, like... Oh, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride! Happy Pride was a riot. Firestar said gay rights. Firestar said gay rights. Um, if you have a good Firestar says gay rights, send it to us so we can uh, put it at a banner. Maureen changed our group chat with our like D and D friends to uh, Firestar says gay rights, and we all still have communist names. So it just, except for Caitlin. Caitlin's <laughs> name is Grill Daddy now because she made burgers. No, I think it was changed back. Did they change it? Did Bernadette? No, I have no idea. They changed it again. No. Oh. Anyway. Okay, so you know how every book starts with a prologue. I know what's that's up at this from point. The future. Mm-hmm. Or something that's. We're skipping the prologue. Bye! Okay. Alright, we're on this roller coaster. It only took us 12 minutes to get there. Let's get on it. Well, okay, because the prologue basically, we're going to spend the first four chapters. We got to get through the first four chapters today, sorry. Um, we're gonna spend the first four chapters building up to something that, in the prologue, is just spoiled right away. And I'm like, this is stupid. Interesting. And there's a novella, actually, that covers that whole prologue. So I'm thinking we'll put the novella in here somewhere, because I don't think it'll take us more than an episode to cover it. Okay. Alright. I'm, I'm totally yeah. fine with that arrangement, you know? Alright. That's- is it- okay, was it be something that's a spoiler- if you had read up to the third series, this prologue? No, no. Spoiler, like, like I said, like, we're gonna spend this first four chapters building up to something. Building up to, like, okay. a So it was just a, it was just moment. a bad, bad writing. Yeah, it's just kind of like, like, it just kind of, like, puts it all out there. Okay. Alright. You're like, well, now I have to spend four chapters building up to this, but I guess I already know this? <laughs> It's weird. Yeah, it was bad. Hey, Cherith, that was not very great. Eh. Or Vicky probably set it up. Whoever's idea it was, that wasn't great, Aaron's. 
Anyways, Firestar has been the leader of ThunderClan for three seasons. All right. So it's been, so three years have passed. No, three seasons. So like five months. Never mind. I, so like, cool. ThunderClan was in winter, and then we had spring, and then summer. All right. Um, but since the battle with Blood Clan, there had been peace in the forest. But Firestar knows that somewhere in the tranquil night, an attacker is lurking, and he raises his head to sniff the air. And at the same instant, a dark shape erupted from the undergrowth. <gasps> and before Firestar can react, it's on his shoulders, knocking him to the ground. No, like, no gentle intro, no happy waltz throughout the camp just to get ourselves reacquainted with this we're just like hey firestar bye and we punch him in the face well firestar rolls onto his back and tries to push off his attacker and a forepaw lashes out at him he waits for the strike the weight is lifted you didn't know i was there did you go on firestar admit it you had no idea is this sandstorm or is this uh or is this, uh, maybe it is, um, Snowball? What is his child's name? Cloudtail? Cloudtail. I don't know why my brain decided to mind wipe that from my mind, but okay. Firestar stands and shakes his pelt. Bramblepaw, you great <laughs> bump. You squashed <laughs> me flat <laughs> as a leaf. <laughs> Good. Well, Brimblepaw says he knows, and if he'd been a real Shadow Clan invader, Firestar would be crow food by now. Wow. And Firestar tells him he did very well. And Brimblepaw looks anxious and asks if his assessment was okay. And Firestar hesitates, struggling to push away the memory of Tigerstar. Ugh. <laughs> Firestar? Brimblepaw asks. Yes, of course. Firestar tells him, no cat could have done better. And Bramblepaw thanks him and glances back over the Shadow Clan border. And he wonders if Tawnypaw will be near the end of her apprentice training, too. And Firestar tells him he doesn't know how Shadow Clan does things, but they started training at the same time, so she should probably be ready by now. And Bramblepaw says he hopes so. He knows she'll be a great warrior. You both will, Firestar tells him. He did open with a nice little moment. Yeah, it's, it does bring up, like, the sadness of uh, the fact that you might someday have to kill your own sister or fight her. But, but... we can just keep moving. So they're returning to camp um, down the ravine, and Bramblepaw stops, his gaze serious. Was my assessment really okay? He asks. Am I good enough? Oh. Firestar cuts him off. To be a warrior? Yeah. We'll hold your ceremony tomorrow. <laughs> Don't worry, kid. You're great. <laughs> Bramblepaw dips his head respectfully and thanks him. I won't let you down. Bramblepaw bounds down the ravine and into camp. And Firestar remembers when he had so much energy that he couldn't contain it in his paws. Ugh, he's so old now. <laughs> he tells Bramblepaw to get some sleep. He'll be sitting vigil tomorrow. Brambleclaw's like, are you sure? I can find you some fresh kill. <laughs> Firestar's like, no, you're so excited, you wouldn't notice if a fox ate you. 
<laughs> Bramblepaw bounds into camp, and Firestar lingers outside. So the battle with Blood Clan had cast its shadow over the clans, and for more than a season after, every cat in the forest jumped at any cracking twig and chased out strangers as if their life depended on it. So they were dealing they with were trauma. Even... Yeah, just hey, big old shared trauma. Yeah, so not having a great time. Yeah. I mean, they're even too scared to go too close to two-leg place. But five moons later, ThunderClan is thriving. Tomorrow they'll have a new warrior, and Rainpaw, Sootpaw, and Sorrelpaw are doing well after three moons of training. And they'll be great warriors in time. They were bound to be, considering who their father was. And every day, they remind Firestar of Whitestorm. Okay, wow. And still grieve for him. Just absolute kick kicks in the gut all around. Yeah. I still grieve yeah. for him. I, I've had I've had only two weeks to recover. <laughs> well Firestar hears faint footsteps behind him, and he springs to his paws and sees nothing. He's about to sit back down when he hears it again. And he glimpses a pale shape of a cat farther up the ravine. Oh, a mystery? He wonders if he's dreaming. Had Whitestorm left StarClan to visit him? It's like, so I this honestly, cat, at this point, anything could be happening. You know. <laughs> but this cat is smaller than Whitestorm, and its fur is gray with white patches. And it stared straight at him, as if trying to tell him something. Firestar had never seen this cat before. Could it be a rogue? Or worse, Blood Clan? Firestar springs to his paws and runs up the ravine towards the strange cat. But as soon as he moves, it vanishes. Ghost cat, ghost cat, ghost cat, we're gonna make pottery with a ghost cat. Whoa, ghost cat. Go ghost cat. Or this is a very uh, alarming uh, symptom of ghost hallucinations. I don't know, like, I suppose it's not really possible to assess mental diseases in animals outside of, like, cognitive issues but i don't know if animals can have hallucinations hopefully this isn't that i mean there is magic so i guess magical hallucinations in this universe are a thing well firestar searches around the rocks but there wasn't any paw marks and he scents the air and picks up just a trace of unfamiliar scent all senses alert he returns to sit and stare into the shadows, but he sees nothing more of the strange cat. Who is Ghost Cat? Who's Ghost Cat? It started to rain as he waited for the strange cat to return. And Firestar runs into camp to his dry den, and he curls up to go to sleep. When he opens his eyes, he feels chilled to the bone. He's surrounded by dense mist. His nest and familiar ThunderClan scents had vanished. And between the mist, he sees a desolate moorland. He thinks he must be on WindClan territory, but realizes he's never seen this place before. Huh. And he calls out to Spottedleaf and asks if she's there. Does StarClan have a message for him? Hey. But there is no sign of her. Oh. Ghost girl. Ghost girl. Ghost lady. Ghost guy. Ghost, he hears ghost the cat. faintest sound. Too distant to make out, and he strains to listen. 
An icy chill freezes him from ears to tail as he hears it. Savage, wordless wailing. Ooh. The dreadful sound of many terrified cats. He stiffens, ready to flee with them. The shrieks grew louder, and he can see blurred shapes. They advance towards him through the mist, but vanish before he can see them properly. The scent of unfamiliar cats drifts in the air. Who are you? What do you want? Firestar calls. What? What is going on here? There's no reply, and the shrill wailing fades to silence. Firestar jumps as something prods him awake. Okay. It's Sandstorm. Oh, hey, girl. Sandstorm. It's a girl. And she asks if he's okay. He's like, I'm not sure. I have no idea what just happened. Well, he's like, it's a dream. He'll be fine, because nothing ever comes of Firestar's dreams, of course. Yeah, I don't know if I would be so... Those are never significant. I don't know if I'd be so blasé, my dude. Well, she brought him fresh kill, which he ate up hungrily. And Sandstorm says that'll teach him not to let young cats jump all over him. So word of Bramblepaw's assessment had spread. (laughs) And Firestar says that he's not an elder yet. God. And he asked if all the patrols were back. Graystripe appears in his den to answer him. The last ones just came in. Why? Firestar wants to know what they reported and asks if anyone saw signs of rogues on their territory. Not a trace, Graystripe says. Everything's peaceful. And he asks if something's bothering Firestar. And Firestar hesitates. Maybe his brooding was making him see things in the shadows. So he answers no, he's fine, but Bramblepaw did have an amazing assessment last night, and he wants to hold his warrior ceremony as soon as the apprentices are back. Firestar goes to the High Rock. Thornclaw returns with Soupaw, and moments later, Cloudtail follows with Rainpaw and Sorrelpaw, and Firestar calls the meeting. The youngest apprentices dash to the base of the rock, and Speckletail leads the elders out. Cinderpelt comes out of her den to sit beside Brackenfur, Willowpelt, and Mousefur. Look, it's all of our old friends. Aw, I hope we're not listing these people off so we remember who they are when they die in the next chapter. Brightheart emerges from the nursery, her belly swollen with the kits she would soon bear. Hold on a second! Hold on a moment! Wait, um, please Please pause. Pause You're telling me. You're telling me that that dog, that absolute rat Mm -mm. scallion. Don't call him a dog. That's insensitive. I'm saying it. Okay, fine. He's a rap scallion. <laughs> Your face you're, got eaten by a dog. You're, no, I was, I'm not saying Brightheart's the dog. I'm saying. No, I know. Cloudtail. Cloudtail. Cloudtail got it going and got those kids a growing in his mate's belly before Fireheart did? Fireheart, what is your damage? You have Sandstorm right there. Literally the cat that both Maureen and I have agreed that if we were cats would be the woman we are stealing from you. And Mm -hmm. you have not, you have not 
sealed the deal yet. Not saying that like you have to have kids and stuff to like have a, a like fulfilled relationship, but I am amazed that <laughs> I mean, good for Brightheart. She deserves this and she deserves all the love and motherhood. And I hope she has like the smoothest labor in the world. And I swear to God, if something happens to her, I will find the errands and dropkick them. Don't worry. Don't worry. Nothing happens to Brightheart ever. Stop saying things like that, because I can't, like, I can't, oh my god. <sighs> Congratulations, Cloudtail, you absolute unit. Oh my god, oh my god, I'm so excited. <gasps> oh my god, I hope they have, like, 12 kids. Not, like, in this one time, but, like, I hope, like, this magic keeps going. Actually, I think, um, I think the most prolific mama in the whole entire series has had nine. Good for her. Yeah. I just... River Clan Cat. Yeah. I mean, wait, she came from the Elder's Den? I thought, did the, is that where the... No, she came from the nursery. Oh, the nursery. Okay. I, yeah. I was confused there for a second. I was like, I thought she wasn't with the Elders anymore. And I was like, I thought the mo- the like the moms and the queens had their own area and they do. Well, she had never looked happier. Good. As she went to join her mate, Cloudtail. Can you imagine if it wasn't Cloudtail? Can you imagine? Like, I don't even know who it would be. Uh, like, as she went Bracken to join for, like, no, uh, that's her brother. I'm sorry. Same litter. No, Longtail. Longtail. I feel like Longtail is kind of like. I want Longtail to be the gay uncle of everyone. Yeah, but. I don't know sure, who, who would be Longtail's mate. Even I mean, um, him and Mousefur have a great bromance, but okay. So some people ship them, but you don't necessarily. Uh, maybe. Okay. Maybe some people ship them. I don't know if anybody ships them. It's not one I've heard. People like uh, Fire Firestar and Longtail. I get that. Yeah, I can the, dig the, it. The rivalry turned into um relationship yeah okay all right so sorry that just like made me happy but at the same time i was like <laughs> i have to goof on um our man firestar not that he like has to get going and have kits but like how could how has he not like him and sandstorm maybe they have had some i mean maybe they have i don't know maybe i don't know how yeah no usually they're only uh fertile for a certain period of time yeah, not to get like I too. Know, we don't have to talk about blue and graphic, but like maybe in this universe, uh, maybe sex here is like more of a thing where like humans, where we also do it for pleasure and not just procreation, and like cats, it's mainly for procreation. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's something we have to talk about because we all know where babies come from, right? Like, we know there's no there's no question with that, but it's never ever mentioned. That's interesting because like the way our relationships are, I feel like sex at least in this area especially like, since love is so serious i feel like there must be a certain pleasure you think, of it. you think maybe they'd allude to it in some cases you know even maybe like... they like since they base a lot of it on actual cats they like didn't want to get into it since man they get just wait till we have a birth scene they get so graphic with the birth scenes like man i'm gonna be i'm gonna be clear um uh, birth and pregnancy is actually one of my uh, like I hate it 
Um, yeah, I know. I, I don't ever want to be pregnant, and uh, pregnant people make me uncomfortable. Um, and it's not because, like, I don't know. I have like a lot of internalized. Maybe it's misogyny, but like, I it 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 scares me so deeply, and it just seems so alien and foreign. Um, that like being around pregnant people or pregnant animals is like I can't. <laughs> Oh, I love pregnant animals because they get real fat and waddly. <laughs> but, like, no, I'm birth is something that I'm just like, ooh, okay. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so they get super into birth, but we never, ever once al- even allude to sex. That's interesting, because, like, especially since it's it weird. moves into a bit of a more teen uh, or, like, young adult series. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, because we follow all of these cats generationally, you know? So it's like, we know what happens. They're having babies all the time. They're literally always having babies. Yeah. So, I don't know. Especially since, like, you said mates kind of become something a little bit more important as the series goes on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's interesting. Well, speaking of, <laughs> behind her, Fern Cloud comes out with her two kits. Fern Cloud who? Who's the daddy? I know you don't have to say, but who's the daddy, Fern Cloud? Oh, you know the daddy. So the kids dash to a puddle, and Fern Cloud scolds Shrew Kit and Spider Kit. Oh my god! Those are the cutest names, Shrew Kit and Spider Kit. They sound like sushi rolls. And their father, Dust Pelt, <gasps> comes over to speak sternly to them before sitting by his mate. Dust Pelt? Well, he was. You know he was always sweet on Fernpaw. He was, but I'm like so happy for him. Cause they're he... great. I love these two. They're they're Fernclaw's everybody's mom. I'm am I misremembering? Dustbelt used to have a thing for Sandstorm, right? I mean, um They were like BFFs and they both hated yeah, on Fernstar. And I mean it, it it was kind of implied that, you know, maybe he thought it would be because, you know, they were like a similar age and they were friends, so he was probably expecting it. It's, it's like, it's like an elementary crush. Like, I mean, I, when I was growing up in elementary school, I thought I had crushes on boys because that's what I thought I had to do. Yeah. So weird. he probably just had a crush on her because she's like, he's like, oh, of course. And then she was like, yeah. no, actually this dude saved my life and he's okay. You have to stop making fun of him so much. I can do that. And he's like, oh, but I'm glad. Oh, oh now what do I do? <laughs> I, I'm glad. Because Dust Belt kind of reaffirmed. He like, he, he came to respect Firestar. Oh, yeah, and, and Firestar respects him a lot. Exactly. And, you know, Firestar knows how to respect people who call him out. Right. So. And and after Dustball kind of, Dustball stopped, like, just calling him out because he was a kitty pet. He's like, all right, we're cool. He's like, we're cool. Yeah, they're cool. So the kids are playing, and Firestar misses Bramblepaw leaving the apprentice den. But he's approaching the high rock now, his pelt neatly groomed, his amber eyes solemn. I just imagine him having his hair, like, slicked down in, like, a middle part. <laughs> like, with, like his mom used a wet comb before. <laughs> like in the Aristocats? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, but as Firestar leapt down and approached him, he could see an almost unbearable excitement. <laughs> he was just so, oh, excited. And he realizes how much this must mean to him. Was there ever a time that Bramblepaw had doubted he'd be accepted as a full ThunderClan warrior? Probably. Probably. I mean. 
So Firestar speaks the words that had been spoken to every apprentice in the forest for seasons upon seasons. And Firestar gives him his warrior name. Brambleclaw. Alright. Which, mm, why give him the same suffix as his daddy? Uh, I don't know, generational trauma. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, there's some people, someone, I forget who it is, a uh, Bramble Flower AU. Oh my Bramble God. Flower instead after his mama, which would be so beautiful. I don't know if his mom is ever mentioned in this book. I am gonna eat glass. Are you kidding me? No. I can someone please like <laughs> I I just like I love her so much and she's so fascinating to me. Like I I know I've talked about it so much, but I love the trope of like the powerful woman behind the man, you know? doesn't and i think they even i think in the originally in the allegiances because at the front of the book it like names all the cats and their positions in the clan uh-huh um i think they put her as an elder and she's not an elder yet and i'm like come on man all right so brambleclaw he welcomes brambleclaw as a full warrior of thunder clan and he tells him that star clan honors his courage and his loyalty and Brambleclaw's eyes widen at the mention of his loyalty, and Firestar's fur prickles with the weight of the meaning behind that word. And he gives a big old wink. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you. And I don't care if they don't, because I do. Well, he'd never doubted Brambleclaw's commitment to the warrior code, but he had often struggled to trust the son of Tigerstar. Yeah, we know. So, we read the yeah, past we, couple books. Hey, we know star. we know about your internalized prejudice against him. Like we get it, man. Well, Firestar rests his muzzle on Brambleclaw's head, and he licks his shoulder, and the clan greets him by shouting his new name. Tiger Claw. Oh, I mean Brambleclaw. Uh, can you imagine? Yikes. Can you imagine the one elder who has not let it go, doing that? Uh, who would it have been? It would have been the one who ended up making his sister leave. They might be the dead. Smallier, I don't. Smallier, I think smallier might be dead. Good. I mean, I oh no, allegiances. Smallier's never mentioned. So, well, Firestar steps away, and his gaze drifts to the puddle that Shrewkit and Spiderkit had been playing around. The surface is still, and it reflected an odd-shaped cloud. But it wasn't a cloud. It was a cat's face. A pale gray cat with white patches and huge blue eyes staring straight at him. And he smells a hint of the strange scent he detected in the ravine. Who are you? Firestar whispers. What do you want? And then Shrewkit launches himself into the air and falls into the puddle, smelling <laughs> every cat around him and shattering the reflection. I'm gonna give this cat a name because, uh, gray cat with white spots and blue eyes is gonna get heavy on the tongue so i'm okay. i'm gonna nickname them. if we had read the prologue he would have been named oh well it's gonna be ghost but cat. i want your name <gasps> ghost spot ghost spot Ghost spot. and i'm gonna say they smell like a tuna can not the inside the smell of the tuna can before it's been opened okay cool it's like metal ghost spot okay so Firestar glances to the cloudless sky above, then glances around, hoping his clantmates hadn't seen him talking to a puddle. They, they, if they did, dude, like, at this point, 
they they probably are like you know that's just how he he does that's, that's how just he, firestar he's just always talking to himself it's it's like not an issue so firestar leads a patrol um by tall pines still weary of possible trouble from blood clan in the area and when he returns brambleclaws in the middle of the clearing sitting his vigil and firestar asks if everything is all right and brambleclaw nods not breaking the silence of his vigil and he's bursting with pride taking his new responsibilities very seriously a serious boy serious and firestar tells him to fetch him if there's any trouble and returns to his den the moment he closes his eyes He's back on that mist-covered moorland. He can't spend another night listening to their terror. So he stumbles back into the clearing, and Sandstorm is about to head into the warrior's den, when she asks if he's okay. And he's reluctant to tell her about the dream, but he longs for her company. And he asks if she'd come on a walk with him, and they head towards Sunning Rocks. Sandstorm asks if he's worried about Brambleclaw, about whether it was right to make him a warrior. I'm more concerned about what you chose to name him. I mean, there are a lot of suffixes you could have chosen, and, like, you chose the one with, like, the most emotional baggage, so, like... Yeah. Could have been Bramblefoot, Brambletail, Bramblepelt, Brambletail, Bramblestripe, Brambletorn, 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 Brambleheart, after you... His real dad? Yeah. Just keep him Bramblepaw. That's almost better. <laughs> and everyone would just be like, what? And they're like, I don't know. And I hate that claw rhymes with paw, because man, that was really tripping me up <laughs> when he was an apprentice. I was going to say, it kind of sounds familiar, and I don't know if we've called him that before. I mean, I probably accidentally have, because paw, claw, come on. I probably why? called that before. Um, anyway. Well, Firestar is surprised. Did his clanmates still think he distrusted Brambleclaw? And then that surprise is followed by guilt of how close it was to being right. (laughs) No, he tells her firmly, Brambleclaw is not the same cat as his father. And Sandstorm doesn't push for anything more. She leans on his shoulder, and his scent surrounds him as they look into the river. This should comfort him. But he can't get the whales out of his head or forget what he saw in the puddle. And he stares down at the river, ruffled water spilling around half-covered rocks. No. Not rocks. They were cats. Desperately swimming, churning the water with their paws, drenched bodies dragged by the current. Firestar blinks. And the vision is gone. Okay, what the heck? Is there, like... Are we going? Are we going on a road trip? Is that what this is going to be? Are we going to go on a terrible, scary, cursed road trip? Well, great Star Clan, he thinks. What is happening to me? Firestar doesn't dream anymore that night, but he woke up feeling tired. And outside, Ashfur is telling Brambleclaw that his vigil was over and offering to find him somewhere to sleep in the Warrior's Den. We haven't really talked about it, but, you know, Ashpaw and Fernpar, obviously now. Ashfur and Ferncloud. I mean, I kind of assumed, but, uh... Yeah. Wanted to I, w- I wasn't gonna yeah. question it too hard. So Firestar goes to Cinderpelt's den, and she's with Brightheart. 
Remember her sister? Her sister Brightheart? Her littermate sister Brightheart? <laughs> Remember her sister? And that's never ever mentioned ever again. <laughs> She's giving her Borage to help Borage? 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 Borage. Borage. Yeah. How do you spell it? To help it? with her milk pro- How do you spell it? B-O-R-A-G-E. Okay, borage. Borage. I think it's it like well, the pronunciation key says um Borage. Borage? Or borage. I don't know. I the audio's not working. Well, here, let me do the audio. Borage. Oh it is it is borage. Okay. Alright. <laughs> okay. Borage. So Anyways, Cinderpelt is giving her beautiful sister, Borage, to help with her milk production for when her kits come. And Brightheart says that it's bitter, but she doesn't mind. She wants to do what's best for her kits. And Cinderpelt tells her she'll be fine and to come back every morning for more herbs and call her if she thinks the kits could be coming. She doesn't think it'll be long now. And Brightheart thanks her before leaving, you know, her sister, her precious, beautiful sister, who they've both had physical traumas and have been maimed and can share that together and love each other. As she passes Firestar, he tells her to get plenty of rest. Well, Firestar tells Cinderpelt that he needs to talk to her, and then Sorrowpaw bursts in and shouts for Cinderpelt to look at her paw. There is a thorn in her paw. <laughs> okay. That's not an emergency. Cinderpelt tells her with the noise she was making, she thought a fox must have bit her paw off. She's like, I thought it's a what? thorn. Cinderpelt takes it out. Blood flaw, you know, it bleeds, and Sorrel Paw is like, man, it's bleeding. And Cinderpelt's like, yeah, lick it. She's like, I didn't think I had to explain this, but okay. <laughs> But Firestar tells her she'll be picking up plenty more thorns before she's an elder. And Sorrowpaw says she knows, and she thanks Cinderpelt. They're training in the Sandy Hollow, and Sandstorm is going to show her how to fight foxes. Heck yeah. And Sorrowpaw charges out of the den, back to her training. And Cinderpelt says Sandstorm must have her paws full with that one. She's a little firecracker. Firestar is a little reluctant to tell Cinderpelt about his dreams. No, and he tells her it wasn't no, a dream she from is the Star right Clan. person to tell. Exactly. Literally, please well, he tell does her. Tell her, he does. Duh. But he doesn't. He tells her he doesn't think that they're from Star Clan, and he describes them to her. And Cinderpelt looks thoughtful. And when he's done, um, she asks if so. Like you've had it twice, it must be important if you've had yeah. it twice. Like she. For once, it, it it might be, you know, that they're, like, really telling you. Well, and that many cats could only belong to a clan, and she asks if he's sure it wasn't Wind Clan. And Firestar said he's certain it wasn't. And she asks if he could be remembering the battle with Blood Clan. And he says these weren't battle cries, they were wailing, as if something was terribly wrong. And he wants to help them, but he doesn't know what to do. Is this like the river Styx, but it's like cat souls? That'd be nasty. Well, Cinderpelt says she could give him some poppy seeds to help him sleep. Firestar thanks her, but he doesn't want sleep. He wants an explanation. 
Vanderpelt can't give him that right now. But she'll let him know if StarClan shares like, anything I'm with busy. Her. Yeah, <laughs> I've got things happening. But she'll let him know um, if StarClan shares anything with her. And she tells him to come and see her if he has any more dreams. And Firestar isn't sure he wants to. He, he doesn't want her worrying about them. And he says he's probably making a fuss about nothing. The dreams will go away if he stops thinking about it. But he hasn't convinced himself of that. And he doesn't think he convinced Cinderpelt either. <laughs> Two nights later, he has the dream again. And when he wakes, the sun is high. And Sootpaw is bringing fresh moss to the elders. Fern, Cloud, and Brightheart are sunning themselves outside the nursery watching Shrewkit and Spiderkit play. It's a beautiful day. A beautiful sunny day. Everybody is great. Firestar stiffens as he hears a high-pitched caterwaul. A cat was in terrible distress nearby. Or was he still asleep? He starts for the entrance, but before he makes it, Cloudtail and Brackenfur come through. They're carrying Longtail, who is letting out cries of anguish. Oh. A lot of cries of Cloudtail's anguish, huh? Yeah. Cloudtail's apprentice, Rainpaw, followed fur bristling with shock. Longtail's eyes are swollen shut. Blood is welling from them. I can't see. I can't see, he shouts. What? Firestar asks what happened. And Brackenfur explains that they were out hunting. Longtail caught a rabbit and it turned on him and scratched his eyes. Oh my god. Yeah. Ow. Yeah, ow! Rabbits, man! Cinderpelt comes out of her den, and Longtail's wailing has died to a shallow, rasping breaths. He was shivering. I can't see, he whispered. Cinderpelt, am I going to be blind? Cinderpelt says she won't know until she examines his eyes, and she doesn't try to comfort him with a lie. She brings him just outside her den and has Rainpaw bring her some water. And she shoos the rest of them away so Longtail can have some peace and quiet. Firestar goes to Cinderpelt, who is comforting Longtail. And he asks if there's anything he can do. And she tells him to leave with the others and let her get on with it. And she reminds him of Yellowfang. <laughs> uh, she asks if she can have Rainpaw for the day, because it would be useful, and Firestar says, of course, and his heart is torn with pity for Longtail. Despite all that they had been through, he'd become one of Firestar's most trusted warriors. So the warriors have gathered around, um, Brightheart is talking with Cloudtail and Brackenfur, and Mousefur and Greystars join them. And Brightheart asks what will happen to him, will he go blind? Firestar says Cinderpelt doesn't know. I was lucky, Brightheart murmured. At least I have one eye. They all look troubled. And Firestar wants to give them something else to think about. He asks about hunting. He said he'll come back out with Cloudtail and Brackenfur. The clan still needs to be fed. And Greystripe offers to lead another and asks Mousefur, who agrees and gets Dustbelt. Yeah. Rough. Oh my god, things are just, we're just not, we're just going, going in on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Firestar is too restless to sleep that night. He hears murmuring from Cinderpelt's den, and he goes to find out what it is. 
Cinderpelt is sitting beside Longtail, stroking his forehead with her tail and soothing him like a mother might soothe a kit. Longtail's eyes are closed, but he looks too tense to be sleeping. Firestar tells her he couldn't sleep and asks how Longtail is. Cinderpelt says she's not sure. The bleeding has stopped, but his eyes are still very frozen. Frozen, swollen, they're swollen. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're very, very swollen. Firestar? Longtail raises his head, eyes still shut. What will happen to me if I go blind? If I can't be a warrior anymore? Don't worry about that, Firestar says firmly. Whatever happens, there will always be a place for him in ThunderClan. Longtail sighs, and he looks like he relaxed a little. Cinderpelt tells him he needs rest. His dream won't go away. He knows as well as she does. He needs to dream it over and over until he figures it out. Firestar isn't sure he agrees with this, but he gives in. If Starclaim is trying to tell him something, he wished they'd make it clearer. The next morning, Firestar finds Cinderpelt still sitting beside a sleeping Longtail, and he asks if she'd been there all night and brings her a squirrel. Where else would she be? Longtail needs her. She says she's not tired and lets out a real big yawn. <laughs> Lies! <laughs> well, Firestar tells her that as her clan leader, he's telling her to sleep. Yeah. It won't do any Longtail any good if their medicine cat gets ill. <laughs> and Cinderpelt lowers her voice and she says she's worried about him. She thinks his eyes are infected. All the same, Firestar says, she needs food and rest. He'll send Rainpaw over to keep an eye on things, and he can wake her if Longtail wakes up. Cinderpelt says okay, but asks if he can have Rainpaw fetch her more marigold first. There's plenty at the top of the ravine. ravine. <laughs> she starts to eat, and she confesses that she's so scared she won't be able to save Longtail's sight. And Firestar says everyone knows she's doing her best. But what if her best isn't good enough? He tells her that it will be. Thunderclan couldn't have a better medicine cat. Oh, are you ready for a gathering? Oh, jeez. All right. Things are just, like, not holding back. But you know what? Before we go to the no. gathering, I think it's high time for a cat fact. Oh my gosh, yes! Yeah, this... Give me a cat fact! Just because the first series is over doesn't mean you guys are escaping my cat facts. Today's cat fact. I want to talk to you guys about the government but not our government or at least not my government thank goodness i'm here to talk to you guys about uh the chief mouser to the cabinet office which is the title of the official resident cat on the prime minister of the united kingdom and at 10 downing street so this position has has kind of existed since the 1500s, but has not been officially titled uh, since about 2011. And there haven't been there, there, uh, they weren't the names of these uh, chief masters of the cabinet office were not recorded in, uh, uh, until the 1920s. So the current incumbent is Larry. Uh, he is, uh -huh. he's been in office since uh, February 15th, 2011. Um, and wow. You know, this has gone back since 
like I said, the 1500s. But it's actually uh, very interesting how the official title got started because in January 2011, um, on Downing Street, the place where this is located, uh, people saw rats scurrying across the steps of number 10 Downing Street for the second time during a TV news report. So there was no incumbent mouser at the same time. Um, and the prime minister spokesman said there wasn't any plans currently for a cat to be brought in. Um, however, there were reports then that there was a pro-cat faction within Downing Street leading to speculation that, you know, there may be a cat brought in. So that's mm -hmm. when they brought in Larry uh, to become the chief mouser. Um, and his, his role was not uh, challenged until 2012. Um, it was reported that he got fired uh, because uh, there was a tabby cat, Freya, who was brought in. Um, but then it was uh, actually, that was a rumor. It was actually a job share. But then uh, Freya <laughs> moved out and now Larry is the only a chief mouser listed. Um, because in no November 2014, Freya was exiled from Downing Street, oh, no. uh, leaving Larry as the only one. So... This is an actual listed one. So here are um, the uh, names so far of uh, the known chief mousers of the cabinet office, uh, starting from 1924 to 1930. Uh, there was Rufus of England, also known as Treasury Bill. Um, Peter, who held the office from 1929 to 1946. Uh, Munich Mouser uh, was 1937 to 40, uh, 1943. Nelson, 1940s. Peter II, 1946. Peter III, 1946 to 1964. Peter, uh, 1964 to 1976. Wilberforce, 1973 to 1886. Humphrey, 1989 to 1997. Sybil, 2007-2009. Freya, 2012-2014. <laughs> And Larry, 2011 to current. Um, and, and something to note about this uh, term is there is no term length. It, it ends uh, depending on retirement or the death. So um, mm -hmm. it, is a, it is a title that is uh, not a rotating job. And just to describe to you guys, they have an official portrait of Larry. Um, and he has a little bow with the uh, uh, United Kingdom um flag on it so, That's so cute. it is quite amazing um that this actually exists so i love it uh you know i all the health to uh chief mouser uh larry yes. may, may he continue his patrols for many years to come many more moons yeah and and may star clan light his path i know i'm i'm sad that we don't know um, folks before, but Wilberforce is probably the funniest moment. That's pretty good. Yeah, Wilberforce is probably my favorite name. Um, I also like Peter 2 and Peter 3, um, for the second and third. <laughs> and, and Rufus of England, uh, also known as Treasury Bill, is hilarious because I don't know why, That's how. That's so good. I don't know how he got the name. I love Treasury Bill. I don't know how he got the name, like, Rufus of England and then also Treasury Bill, especially since, like, Rufus isn't a thing that can be changed to Bill, but okay. <laughs> good for love him. Love it. Love it. 
All right, so that's that's your cat fact of the day. Um, Thank you. Yeah, we. I may be looking into more um, cats who've held an actual official government office. Oh, please. So. And cat small business owners? Um, probably some cat small business owners, yeah, you know. Thank you. Support our small businesses. Mm-hmm. All right, so Firestar is leading the way to four trees. Brambleclaw is bounding eagerly by his shoulder, as if he could barely hold himself back from taking the lead and racing up the slope. And Greystride tells him to calm down. It's not like this is his first gathering. No. He was he's an gotta apprentice go, He's before. gotta go brag to all of his... Well, he asks Greystripe if he thinks Firestar will tell the clans he's been made a warrior. Firestar glances over his shoulders. Of course I will. That's like what you do. Well, Greystripe tells Brambleclaw that they may not believe it if he keeps acting like an apprentice. <laughs> he smells the other clans. And his dreams haunted him, but he's glad to spend time with the cats he knew well. He wants to deal with the familiar problems. You know, the usual stuff. Yeah. Fighting. But as he climbs But as he climbs the last slope, he comes to a stop. For a couple heartbeats, he saw cats rushing towards him. Many cats, a whole clanful. Then he sees nothing but shadows. If... But the scent he had tasted in his dreams is strong around him. This is and the sensation vanishes. This is kind of a frustrating um, prophecy that they're giving him. Because like, I feel like past pro- prophecies were like a little bit more clear. Like, it's just like a bunch... He doesn't think this is Star Clan. He's not sure if this is Star Clan. Well, maybe then that clarifies why it's so unclear. But also, who's, who's sending the message then? Cat Hell? Dust Pelt bumps into him. For Star Clan's sake, does he have to stop dead like that? Whoever's Any sending cat would it, think he forgot the way. Who's ever sending this message? They need to work on clarity, because clarity and concision is the most important part of communication. Anyway, well, it's gone now. So <laughs> Firestar right. leads his cats into the clearing. <laughs> Brambleclaw races past him towards his sister, Tawny Paw. Guess what? His sister looks back at him, Tawny Paw. Who's she? Oh, God. I'm Tawny Pelt now, if you don't mind. Brambleclaw's tail curls in delight. That's great, he says. So am I. A a warrior, he means. He means he's a warrior. (laughs) His name is Brambleclaw. Doesn't it sound a lot like our our deceased, uh, damned father? Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? I hope hope this doesn't bother us. Tawny Pelt purrs and twines her tail with his as she congratulates him. Graystripe is greeting his children, who are now warriors. What are their names? Feathertail and Stormfur. Which is why Stonefur was so infuriating. Oh, yeah. Stonefur and Stormfur. I mean, they were already pretty confusing to begin with, because, like, they're almost already the exact same characters, so... So, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Aarons. But yeah, Feathertail and Stormfur. And Sandstorm heads straight to Mistyfoot, because they had become good friends when Mistyfoot had stayed in ThunderClan. Yes! Oh my god, yes! The, I ship that. I, 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 that. I do too now! Are you kidding me? 
I'm down for that. Because Feathertail just had that graphic novel that came out. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Mistyfoot's husband is a tool. She does not deserve that. No, what? Exactly. B- Blackfoot? Yeah, he was a real tool. Or Blackclaw, yeah. whoever it is. Blackclaw. Yeah, he was a real, he was a bully. He was a jerk. That's why he didn't come with her. She was trying to ditch him. Yeah, I mean, maybe she just wanted the babies. You know. She was just like, I just need this right now. She's like, all right, that one's, that one works. You know, like, girls, ladies, sometimes you make a mistake. I like your jawline. Yeah, you know, she's allowed to make mistakes. I want mistakes. that in my children. She's like, yeah, she she was looking for good genes. She was looking for a, a, yeah. a what is it called, a, a, a sperm donor. Yes. Yes. So Firestar heads to the Great Rock, where Leopard Star, Black Star, and Tall Star were waiting for him. Mmm, Black Star. All right, at least he's fun. At least he still exists. Like, at least it hasn't been like Shadow Clan for the past like uh, five books, where they're just like, ah, oh, here's our fifteenth leader. I don't know. They keep dying or like going crazy and evil. Uh, good luck, Black uh, Star. I'm sure you will also do that. <laughs> Tallstar greets Firestar, and now that they're all here, the gathering can start. Old man. Blackstar (laughs) Blackstar calls for the gathering to begin, and say he'll begin by speaking for ShadowClan. He narrowed his eyes at the other leaders, but no one challenged him. Tallstar did shoot Firestar a glance. They're like, are and we Leopard really Star doing- irritably twitched the tip of her tail. They're like, are we really doing this? Like, after everything? Like, after everything, we're still gonna do this? And no one really likes Blackstar, so... Well, why would he? He has an attitude, despite the fact that, like... I mean, I don't like him. I don't think he should have the position he has, because, like... What? Anyway, I mean, I'm not... It's not like St- Tiger Star is going to pick a good deputy. Yeah. Wait, who's I mean, his deputy? Broken Tail's deputy, too. Oh, right. Uh, r- I think it's Russet Fur. Yes, it's Russet Fur. Wait, uh, wait, wait. He was Broken Tail's deputy? Then why didn't he become leader? Because Broken Tail got driven out with oh. all of his followers. So he also left? Oh. Yeah. And he came back with Tiger Star. Oh, okay. Politically, this is. We doesn't have a Tiger sense. Star novella that'll cover that. Alright. Well, I don't think that. I feel like that shouldn't work. I feel like, you know, after your leader you were loyal to got driven out, you also forfeit your position. (laughs) No, well, remember, if you remember when Tiger Star introduced him as his deputy, he was like, well, he was just following, you know, Black Star was just following the code that says you need, like, a leader's word is law, so he was just being loyal to his leader. Once again, those codes should be amended. Which well, is, if says, everyone thinks that's a really bad, dumb idea, we should be able to go against the leader. Well, Blackstar says that the prey is running well in Shadow Clan, and they've made a new warrior, Tawny Pelt. The cat's in the clearing. Woo! And congratulations. Tawny Pelt for president! But Firestar notices that some of her own clanmates, such as Russet Fur, the Shadow Clan deputy, remain silent and gave her suspicious stares. Oh my god. Some still mistrusted her since she was born in ThunderClan. Boo! I mean, uh, Firestar, are you for real being like, 
how judgmental when you literally last night was like <laughs> I'm judgmental. Well, Blackstar continues. They have seen more two legs in their territory. They walk around yelling at one another, and sometimes their monsters leave the thunder path and crash into the woods. <laughs> leave the thunder path? Mistyfoot called out from below. Are they chasing your cats? Blackstar says no. He doesn't think they know the cats are there, and as long as they stay away, there's no trouble. And Tallstar mutters to Firestar that they must frighten the prey. He wouldn't want any on his territory, for sure. I wonder construction. Well, fire... Drunk kids Firestar... in the woods. Firestar points out under his breath that Shadow Clan are better than most at hiding. Ooh. From the annual hide and yeah, seek game. Maybe we know ATVs? that. Yes. <laughs> I want that to be canon. Every they I we need a sports episode. We need a beach episode. Well, we're kind of having like a haunted beach episode, haunted river episode. So we deserve a sports day episode. Um, spoiler alert, we do get a sports day episode. Oh, this is just like your spoilers for cat lawyers, but when are we getting there? Uh, series three, we get cat sports. Uh, We get Olympics. We get cat Olympics. Okay. We do get a beach episode, too. Series two. All right, all right. I'll wait. So, hey, look forward. Patience. Patience. Well, Blackstar steps back and nudges Tallstar. Go on, he says it's your turn. Tallstar says all is well in WindClan. Ashfoot has a litter of new kits. Hooray, hooray. Good job, Ashley. Got pregnant. Did it. One whisker and Mudclaw chased off a fox who thought it would be happier living on the moor instead of the woods. The moor. We changed its mind. Mudclaw, the new Wind Clan deputy, shouted from below. Used to be Deathbird, <laughs> now it's Mudclaw. Also, I need to point out, um, I made a Skyrim whoopsies because I was playing Skyrim last night, and it's actually mud crabs in Skyrim, not Mudclaws. Close enough. Yeah. Maybe we should just call him Mud Crabs because he's kind of crabby. <laughs> um, but, all right. Uh, now I'm a little nervous with that. Um, uh, that the fact that they're on the moors and all of this information m- makes me think Wink Not Clans. the same moors. Okay. Because Firestar moors. knows that moor very well. Okay. All right. Good. Because I was getting kind of worried that. Uh, or uh, Wind Clan's about to get shafted again. He doesn't me. think it's Wind Clan. Okay. We'll see. I suppose he would recognize the scent if it was, because he doesn't recognize the scent. Yeah. Well, Tallstar tells Leopardstar that she should keep a lookout for the fox, because it crossed into her territory by the river. Thank you for that, Tallstar. <laughs> Leopardstar says dryly. Bitter, bitter Nancy. He's just trying to be nice. Thanks for the fox. They chased a fox into their territory. Eh, I mean, it wasn't on purpose, yes, but... <laughs> well, Leopard Star steps forward. More two legs are around, as is usual in Greenleaf. They bring their boats in the water, and their kits play in the water and frighten the fish. Uh, the river is lower than usual this season, so there aren't as many two legs as usual. And they've had no trouble feeding themselves. Well, there's always people okay. around in summer. Well... Firestar announces ThunderClan's new warrior, Brambleclaw, and the cats around Brambleclaw congratulates him. Everyone's like, that's a, that's a name they gave you, huh? 
Firestar doesn't mention Longtail's accident. He's sure Cinderpaw will have healed his eyes by the next gathering. Right, And he says the prey is plentiful and the two legs aren't bothering them. Alright. Okay. We'll take it. As Blackstar brings the meeting to a close, Firestar looks down at the clearing. It's becoming harder and harder to remember how it looked after the battle with Blood Clan, with blood staining the grass and body of Clan Cat and the invaders strewn across the clearing. Okay. Yeah. He had lost his first life then and gone to Star Clan. Oh, yeah, they that's... gave him the courage to fight when they had told him that there had always been four clans in the forest, and there always would be. Life would go on like this forever, and Firestar felt that comforting. Oh, God. Even when he had lost his last life, the Great Oaks would still be here, one for each clan, until his name had been long forgotten. The so gathering's over. It's a beautiful moment of, like, <clears throat> nepotism. <laughs> Well, Firestar bunches his muscles to leap from the rock, but he froze. The hollow suddenly seemed more crowded than usual. No ghost cats. Sleek starlit shapes wove among the forest cats who didn't seem to notice them. The other leaders leapt off the rock. Leopard Star almost landed on top of a shimmering white warrior and bounded away without even a twitch of her whiskers. Firestar realizes no one else can see them. Is this the past? <clears throat> He finds who? What are we calling him? Ghost. Uh. Uh. Ghost. Ghost spot. Ghost spot. So he finds Ghost Spot since he's seen him twice before, and Ghost Spot stares up at Firestar, jaws open in a silent plea. Before Firestar can respond, Mudclaw passes in front of him and he vanishes. These are the same cats he saw in the river, same cats from his dream. Who are they? What are they doing here? Graystripe calls up to him and asks if he's staying up there all night. Firestar gives himself a shake. He can't go on like this. Not if these cats have started to appear to him in the waking world. <laughs> yeah, for real, though. What is going on? Well, Firestar tells him that, uh, tells Graystripe that he and Sandstorm can lead the clan back to camp. He needs to go to the Moonstone. Graystripe looks surprised, but Sandstorm met his gaze with a look of understanding and she brushes her pelt against him and quietly tells him that she knew something had been troubling him. Maybe he'll feel better after he's spoken to their warrior ancestors. Firestar says he hopes so. I better feel better. Graystripe offers to come with him, but Firestar tells him no thank you. He'll go with WindClan as far as their camp. He'll be fine after. So Graystripe gathers the clan and tells Firestar to say hello to Ravenpaw for him. Sandstorm tells him good luck and that she hopes he finds some answers. It feels like he's a long way away. He gives her ear a final lick before racing to catch up with WindClan. Firestar greets one whisker near the back of the clan and asks if it's okay if he travels with them um, on his way to the High Stones. One whisker says sure. No trouble, he hopes. Firestar tells him nothing to worry about. And he really, really hopes that's true. He bids WindClan farewell when they reach their camp and continues on his journey. Dawn is breaking as he sets off to Highstone. When he comes to the barn, the sun has risen. He stops at the door and asks if he can come in, already purring. <laughs> Ravenpaw greets him and asks what he's doing here, and asks if all is well in ThunderClan. Yeah, I've been having dreams though, man. Oof. 
Firestar says yes, but before he can continue, Barley greets him and asks if he'd like to hunt. Firestar says he can't, since he's not allowed to eat on his way to the Moonstone. Ravenpaw offers him a place to rest, since he would arrive long before sunset if he set out now. And he leads him to a small space to lay down, um, and asks what brings him to the Moonstone, but adds that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to tell him. Firestar hesitates, but realizes what a relief it would be to share his worries with someone who doesn't look at him like a leader. (laughs) Yeah. So he tells them about the dreams, and what he's seen while he's awake. And Ravenpaw looks concerned, and asks Firestar if he's sure they aren't from StarClan. Ravenpaw assures him that he hasn't forgotten his warrior ancestors. He may not go to gatherings, but there's a part of him that will always be a clan cat. And Firestar says the cats he's seen aren't any ancestors he knows, and he doesn't recognize their scent. Ravenpaw says he should sleep now, and Firestar asks him to wake him at sun high. It seemed like only a few heartbeats before Ravenpaw woke him. Woked him. <laughs> woke him. He had slept so soundly, he wondered if the strange cats couldn't reach his dreams up here. He says a quick goodbye to Ravenpaw and Barley before heading to High Stones, and when he reaches the Mothermouth, he sits and waits for darkness. He goes through the dark tunnel to the cave where the Moonstone was, was, and waited. With a blinding flash, the stone lit up once the moon came into view through the small opening at the top of the cave. He lays down and presses his nose to the stone. He's back at four trees, but the clearing is empty. Blue Star is there. My lady! And he calls out her name. It's so good to see her. And she asks, well, he asks her if she's come alone. And she tells him that she knows why he came. And the questions he wants to ask won't be welcomed by many of their warrior ancestors. Firestar stares at her. Does she mean that Star Clan knows the cats in his dreams? Why has he never seen them before? What do they want from him? I thought you guys were five. A squeezy? Did we have another secret clan? How many more secret clans can we have? Blue Star brushes her tail across his mouth to silent him. Her eyes are troubled. Firestar. Her voice is uncertain, hesitant. Is there any way you would be content to go away without the answer you seek? No? Have you met him? There's a hint of desperation in her eyes, and Firestar almost wants to give in. But he remembers why he came. If he didn't get answers, would the terrifying dreams ever stop? No, he tells her. I have to know the truth. Very well, Bluestar sighed. The cats you have seen are from Sky Clan. Who clan? What clan? Sky Clan? Is that like a tier? Is this purgatory? Is this a is this a level under Star Clan? Sky Clan? Oh my God! What is Sky Clan? Is there a mountain? Blue Star bows her head. They are, well, they were the fifth clan. Oh what? Yup, that's it. That's the end of chapter four. Good late. I thought you guys said, I thought you guys said that <laughs> you were the fifth clan. You, what is, what kind of, what kind of lost history episode? What is, what? Yeah, um, 
see, this was written way after that, of course. So they forgot to reread it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Sky Clan. Okay, Sky Clan. Yeah, we'll learn a bit more about them next episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. They were the fifth clan in the forest. Oh, gosh. What happened to them? Who ate them? Uh-oh. What row? What woe. Well, see, because, like, the whole, the whole, like, prologue was them, like, it's, like, from Sky Clan's point of view and, like, is them like what happened and it's like well then what are we doing these first four chapters (laughs) i'm like what are we doing it's okay it's all right you know what let's uh get into it next episode we're gonna get into it because i'm ember heart and i'm tangled tongue (laughs) and this has been warrior cats what is that